Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the London Visited podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi there and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to St James's Palace. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we'd like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to www.patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. St James's Palace is the most senior royal palace in the UK. It gives its name to the Court of St James, which is the monarch's royal court and is located in the city of Westminster in London. Although no longer the principal residence of the monarch, it is a ceremonial meeting place of the Accession Council, the office of the Marshal of the Diplomatic Corps and the London residence of several minor members of the royal family. Built by order of Henry VIII in the 1530s on the site of a leper hospital dedicated to St James the Less, the palace was secondary in importance to the Palace of Whitehall for most Tudor and Stuart monarchs. The palace increased in importance during the reigns of the early Hanoverian monarchs, but was displaced by Buckingham Palace in the late 18th and early 19th centuries. After decades of being used increasingly only for formal occasions, the move was formalised by Queen Victoria in 1837. Today, the palace houses a number of official offices, societies and collections, and all ambassadors and high commissioners to the UK are still accredited to the Court of St James. The palace's Chapel Royal is still used for functions of the British royal family. Mainly built between 1531 and 1536 in red brick, the palace's architecture is primarily Tudor in style. A fire in 1809 destroyed parts of the structure, including the monarch's private apartments, which were never replaced. Some 17th century interiors survive, but most were remodelled in the 19th century. The palace, commissioned by Henry VIII on the site of a former leper hospital, was dedicated to St James the Less. The palace was much smaller than the nearby Whitehall. St James's was arranged around a number of courtyards, including the Colour Court, the Ambassador's Court and the Friary Court. The most recognisable feature is the North Gatehouse, constructed with four storeys. The gatehouse has two crenellated flanking octagonal towers at its corners and a central clock dominating the uppermost floor and gable. The clock is a later addition and dates from 1731. It's decorated with the initials HA for Henry and his second wife Anne Boleyn. Henry constructed the palace in red brick with detail picked out in darker brick. The palace was remodelled in 1544 with ceilings by Hans Holborn and was described as a pleasant royal house. Two of Henry VIII's children died at St James's, Henry Fitzroy, 1st Duke of Richmond and Somerset, and Mary I. Elizabeth I often resided at the palace and is said to have spent the night there while waiting for the Spanish Armada to sail up the channel. 
Prince Henry, son of King James and Anne of Denmark, lived at St. James's Palace until his death in 1612. The gardens were improved for him by Alphonsius Fowl. A riding school, one of the first in England, was built for Henry at St. James's Palace between 1607 and 1609, and then a library with sculptorial decoration by Maximilian Court. Henry also installed a menagerie with pet birds, including a pair of ostriches. Charles II was born at the palace on the 29th of May 1630. His parents were Charles I, who ruled three kingdoms of England, Scotland, and Ireland, and Henrietta Maria, the sister of the French king, Louis XIII. James II, the second surviving son of King Charles I and Henrietta Maria, was born at the palace on the 14th of October 1633. In 1638, Charles I gave the palace to Marie de Medici, the mother of Henrietta Maria. Marie remained at the palace for three years, but the residence of a Catholic former Queen of France proved unpopular with Parliament, and she was soon asked to leave for Cologne. Charles spent his final night at St. James's before his execution. Oliver Cromwell then took over and turned it into a barracks during the English Commonwealth period. Mary II and Anne, Queen of Great Britain, were both born at the palace. The palace was restored by Charles II following the demise of the Commonwealth, laying out St. James's Park at the same time. It became the principal residence of the monarch in London in 1698, during the reign of William III and Mary II, after Whitehall Palace was destroyed by fire and became the administrative centre of the monarchy, a role it retains. The first two monarchs of the House of Hanover used St. James's Palace as their principal London residence. George I and George II both housed their mistresses, the Duchess of Kendal and the Countess of Suffolk, respectively, at the palace. In 1757, George II donated the palace library to the British Museum. This gift was the first part of what later became the Royal Collection. George III found St. James's unsuitable. The Tudor Palace was regarded as uncomfortable and also as not affording its residents enough privacy, or the space to withdraw from the court into family life. In 1762, shortly after his wedding, George purchased Buckingham House, the predecessor to Buckingham Palace, for his queen, Charlotte of Mecklenburg-Strelitz. In 1809, a fire destroyed part of St. James's Palace, including the monarch's private apartments, at the southeast corner. These apartments not replaced, leaving the Queen's Chapel isolated from the rest of the palace by an open area, where Marlborough Road now runs between the two buildings. The royal family began spending the majority of their time at Buckingham House, with St. James's used only for formal occasions. Thrice-weekly levies and public audiences were still held there. In the late 18th century, George III refurbished the state apartments but neglected the living quarters. Queen Victoria formalised the move in 1837, ending the status of St. James's as the primary residence of the monarch. It became used during her reign as a venue for courts, levies and other ceremonies. It was nevertheless where Victoria married her husband, Prince Albert, in 1840 and where, 18 years later, their eldest child, Princess Victoria, married her husband, Prince Frederick of Prussia. In 1912 to 1913, it was the venue for the International Conference that arranged the treaty between the Balkan states and Turkey following the two Balkan wars. Edward VIII, when Prince of Wales, used the palace as his town residence until he moved into Marlborough House and George VI as Duke of York resided there prior to his marriage in 1923. The Second Round Table Conference, September to December 1931, pertaining to Indian independence, was held at the palace. On the 12th of June 1941, representatives of the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Union of South Africa 
and of the exiled governments of Belgium, Czechoslovakia, Greece, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Norway, Poland and Yugoslavia, as well as General de Gaulle of France, met and signed the Declaration of St. James's Palace, which was the first of six treaties signed that established the United Nations and composed the Charter of the United Nations. The Proclamation Gallery is part of St. James's Palace and is used after the death of a reigning monarch. The Accession Council meets to declare the new monarch from the deceased monarch's line. Once the monarch has made a sacred oath to the council, the Garter King of Arms steps into the Proclamation Gallery, which overlooks Friary Court, to proclaim the new monarch. St. James's Palace is still a working palace, and the Royal Court is still formally based there, despite the monarch residing elsewhere. It is also the London residence of Princess Anne, Princess Beatrice, and Princess Alexandra. The palace is used to host official receptions, such as those of visiting heads of state, and charities, of which the royal family are patrons. It forms part of a sprawling complex of buildings housing court offices and official apartments. The immediate palace complex includes York House, the former home of Prince of Wales and his sons, Princes William and Harry. Lancaster House, located next door, is used by Her Majesty's government for official receptions, and nearby Clarence House, the former home of the Queen Mother, is now the residence of the Prince of Wales. The palace also served as the official residence of Princess Eugenie until April 2018. The nearby Queen's Chapel, built by Inigo Jones, adjoins St James's Palace. While the Queen's Chapel is open to the public at selected times, the Chapel Royal in the palace is not accessible to the public. They both remain active places of worship. The offices of the Royal Collection Department, the Marshal of the Diplomatic Corps, the Central Chancery of the Orders of Knighthood, the Chapel Royal, the Gentlemen at Arms, the Yeoman of the Guard and the Queen's Watermen are all housed at St James's Palace. Since the beginning of the 2000s, the Royal Philatelic Collection has been housed at St James's Palace after spending the entire 20th century at Buckingham Palace. On the 1st of June 2007, the Palace, Clarence House and other buildings within its curtilage, other than the public pavement on Marlborough Road, were designated as a protected site for the purposes of Section 128 of the Serious Organised Crime and Police Act of 2005 making it a specific criminal offence for a person to trespass into the site. Clarence House, as part of it, is the royal residence on the Mall. It was built between 1825 and 1827 for the Duke of Clarence, the future King William IV. Over the years, it has undergone much extensive remodelling and reconstruction, most notably after being damaged during the Second World War, during enemy bombing during the Blitz, and little remains of the original structure as designed by John Nash. It is Grade 1 listed on the National Heritage List for England. The house is open to visitors for approximately one month each summer, usually in August. The four-storey house is faced in pale stucco. Clarence House is the official residence of Charles, the Prince of Wales, and his wife Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. Since 2003, the term Clarence House has been used as a metonym for the private office of the Prince of Wales. The term St James's Palace had been used previously. Clarence House was also the official residence of Prince William from 2003 until April 2011 and Prince Harry from 2003 until March 2012. From 1953 to 2002, it was home to the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, and before her, it was the official home of Princess Elizabeth, the future Queen. King William, who reigned between 1830 and 1837, lived there in preference to the adjacent St James's Palace an antiquated Tudor building he believed which he found too cramped. From William IV, the house passed on to his sister, Princess Augusta Sophia, and, following her death in 1840, to Queen Victoria's mother, Princess Victoria. 
1866, it became the home of Queen Victoria's second son, Alfred, also then the Duke of Edinburgh, until his death in 1900. Alfred's younger brother, Prince Arthur, Queen Victoria's third son, used the house from 1900 until his death in 1942. During his tenure, for a brief period in the 1930s, it was the location of the library of the School of Oriental and African Studies, until all universities in London were evacuated in 1939 and the school temporarily relocated to Cambridge. During World War II, Clarence House suffered damage by enemy bombing during the Blitz. Following the death of the Duke of Connaught in 1942, it was used by the Red Cross and St John's Ambulance Brigade as their headquarters during the rest of World War II. Following their marriage in 1947, it became the residence of Princess Elizabeth and her husband, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Their daughter, Princess Anne, was born there in August 1950, and in 1953, after the death of her father, King George VI, Princess Elizabeth acceded to the throne as Queen Elizabeth II and moved to Buckingham Palace. Her mother, Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother, and sister, Princess Margaret, moved into Clarence House. Also at the start of her widowhood, her Queen Mother purchased the Castle of May in Scotland as a summer residence. Princess Margaret later moved into an apartment in Kensington Palace, while the Queen Mother remained at Clarence House and the Castle of May until her death in March 2002. Since 2002, upon the death of Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother, Clarence House has been the London residence of Charles, Prince of Wales and his wife Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. Until their marriages in 2011 and 2018 respectively, also the London residence of Prince William and Prince Harry. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at a palace that doesn't get much of a mention, but it used to be the headquarters of the whole royal family and just a stone's throw away from Buckingham Palace. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, www.londonvisited.co.uk or through our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.